right, it's good to be with you together this morning. For those of you who uh, we haven't met, my name is David. I get to serve on the uh, teaching team here, and I'm really glad to be with you this morning, especially this being our last Sunday in this building. Um, it's good to be with you. So um, I want to talk with you this morning about growth and transformation. But before we get there, I want to speak to you about puberty, okay? That's the obvious link. How was it for you? Um, the reason is because I believe that when we want to look, think about growth and transformation, we can actually look into the natural world and even in our own bodies and see how growth and transformation happens. And one of the first ways that happens in our own lives is through puberty. And I don't know how it was for you, but I can tell you for me a few things about it. Growth and transformation was slow, surprisingly awkward, and had a certain stench to it. <laughs> Typically coming from the armpit area, sometimes from other places too. It's uncomfortable, right? And it's this moment where at 12 or 13, at least for me, you finally or I finally started to notice girls. They weren't quite as interesting at this time as Legos and remote control cars. For some of you, they're still not. But there was a journey, there was a noticing. And then my body was like, aha, we know what's going on here. And it introduced me to all of the things that would serve to repel women for the next five years of life, including sweat and body odor and, and grease and all these kind of things. And so what we learn is, um, and this is a serious, no, what we learn is that Growth and transformation, at least in our lives, is like built into the fabric of life that it can be kind of uncomfortable, kind of awkward, kind of painful, right? And growth and transformation is this invitation that we are taken into in the scriptures. So we've been moving through the book of James, and in James 1 verse 4, there's this invitation, this statement which says this, it says, let perseverance Finish its work within you that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So it's this invitation to us to say that if we want to be transformed and matured, to move through a process of growth and transformation, the invitation is to say, let perseverance finish its work within you. Now that, work, that word, excuse me, perseverance, we find it in other places in Scripture where it's tied to the idea of fruitfulness and growth. So Jesus says this in Luke 8, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. So if we want to be men and women and a people of fruitfulness, in this way, we have to learn to persevere. That the reality is that just hearing the word and retaining it doesn't produce fruit, that there is actually a persevering that is essential for growth and transformation. We also see it in Luke 21, 19. Jesus is speaking to a group of people about persecution, and he invites them to persevere through persecution. He says this, stand firm or persevere, it's the same word as in James, and you will win life. So perseverance in the midst of persecution has a way of producing life. And lastly, we see it tied to character and hope in Romans 5 verse 4. Paul is writing to a, 
people on a, in, in struggle, and he says that endurance, this is in, in trouble, by the way, endurance and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. So if you and I, if you and I want to be men and women and a people who know what it's like to receive life, real life, if we want to be people who create fruitfulness and good stuff, if we want to be the kind of people who have character and hope, then we have to learn the journey of perseverance. Now, here's the challenge of the call of perseverance is that you never have to tell somebody to persevere in the good times. Nobody has to be like, things are going great, persevere. Perseverance is an invitation when we're going through something that we typically want to get out of. And what we learn in the scripture as we get into this word, let perseverance finish its work within you, the question is, has perseverance finished its work within you? Whatever circumstance, whatever setting you want to escape right now, the question that matters is, is not, do I want to get out of it? The question that matters is, God, have you finished your work within me? It's this invitation to be transformed from the inside out. So Dustin on our teaching team, you know Dustin, he's our, our resident expert in, in the, the Greek and Hebrew languages, right? I'm the resident expert in the English language because you all have challenges with that. But um, he's the resident expert on the Greek and the Hebrew languages, right? And so what he shared with us at the teaching team is that this word perseverance is the word hippomone, which means to wait, to be constant, to persevere. It's different than the word Anameno, which means to await. So waiting is different than awaiting. And what's the difference? Awaiting is the immature response to our struggle. Awaiting is saying, this sucks, but I'm going to get a donut at the end of the day so I can struggle through this, right? Whatever it is for you. Mine is ice cream, okay? I found myself on Friday at the end of a tough week emailing the ice cream company Tillamook because they no longer stock the brands I want in the store in Sprouts and stuff. And so email is a tool that can be used for good and evil. I use it for good, okay? I emailed them and then I felt a little ashamed, but I did. I, I'm trying to, get, trying to get this ice cream back. But that's what immaturity looks like, right? If you have little kids and you can lie, but I know you've used bribery before, okay? You become an expert, um, expert in bribery especially during church services where you're like, if you can just be quiet, they'll donuts later, okay? And if you'll never remember the bribe things, but they will always remember, okay? So that is an immature response to struggle. It says, okay, I'm just, this sucks, but I'm gonna get something later. And that is not what this perseverance is about. Perseverance is waiting, not awaiting. Perseverance says, even if these circumstances never change, I am going to endure and persevere because it is doing a work within me. It is transforming me from the inside out. You see, transformation is always an inside job. A lot of times we want others to transform, right? We want to look to others. We, we know in, in Romans, Paul writes that be transformed by the renewing of what? By the renewing of your mind. It doesn't say be transformed by the renewing of your spouse, it doesn't say be transformed by the renewing of your boss or even be transformed by the renewing of your circumstances. It says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's an inside out transformational journey. It's an inside job and so let perseverance do its work within you. 
Dallas Willard is, a, well, he passed away in, in 2013, I believe, but he was a professor and a writer. And he writes about the difference between the impulsive will, the reflective will, and the embodied will. And we want to talk about the embodied will because that is where perseverance settles within us that it does its work. It, it, it's embodied within us, right? But what's the difference between those things? The impulsive will is our impulsive response to something, right? So somebody cuts you off in traffic and immediately your hand goes up and your middle finger goes up. Can't help it. It's like a cuckoo clock on the hour, right? It's just boom, it's up, right? Anybody done that before, okay? Raise your hands, not your middle fingers. But you've been in that moment, right, where there's an, there's an impulsive response. And none of us, if we're going to be mature, want to be men and women who are impulsive. Reflective is where you linger for a moment and pause, and the reflective response matures, uh, uh, sorry, the impulsive response matures a little. So your hand still goes up, but instead it turns into an awkward wave to the person who just cut you off, right? Because you've matured a little in that response. But the embodied response is where you have so transformed, but it's actually embodied within you. So somebody cuts you off or somebody cheats you or betrays you or lies to you or does something and what comes out is not impulsive, what comes out is not reflective, but what comes out is something that is embodied within you. That if perseverance would finish its work within you, we would be people who don't just try to be persevering or try to endure, but we embody it. Dallas Willard writes this, it is the embodied will of the person that is captured by Christ through inner transformation, such that the crucifixion of the flesh and walking by the Spirit brings about routine, easy obedience to Christ from the inside out. It sounds pretty good, right? To be so transformed from the inside out. Remember, transformation is an inside job. It's you, okay? Whatever problems you're experiencing in the world, the, the challenge begins with us, with you, with me. And it's not just an invitation to let perseverance do its work. It's not just an invitation to become more patient or whatever it is. It's an invitation to say, God, I find myself in a circumstance that I want to get out of, but what you're telling me is that it has something to teach me. And I will stay in this circumstance until I hear your voice clearly say it's time to move. But until he says move, I will not move. And so let perseverance finish its work within you. Later in chapter one of James, he talks about, he writes about the implanted word, which is this word emphitos. It means an engrafted shoot that is planted within you and enables something to develop and grow. So it's this invitation for us to say, how do we take the things of God, how do we take his voice and his word and see it implanted within us that it will actually grow from the inside out? We learn about his, his voice, right? That in, in the creation story of Genesis, his voice has the power to bring light out of darkness. His voice has the power to create something from nothing. And to have the implanted word of God within us means that we would be men and, men and women who have a voice within us that can create something out of nothing, that can create hope out of hopelessness, that can create life out of death, 
And so this invitation, I don't know what circumstance you're in right now, but there's probably something in your life that you wish you could get out of. And the invitation is to ask God, God, are you done with me in this yet? Or is there more work that you are doing in me through this perseverance? When we look throughout Scripture, when we see the story of Scripture, we see a slow, intentional, strategic transformation of people in their circumstances. So we see Daniel, right? We studied him here at Vintage for many months. He's in Babylon for 70 years, right? My, my Starbucks order takes more than seven minutes. I get frustrated. Daniel learned to let perseverance finish its work within him so that he would be mature and complete. Joseph is in prison for two years. He's a servant and in prison combined for 13 years before he's raised and elevated to a position of leadership. The people of Israel are slaves in Egypt for 400 years. Moses tends sheep for 40 years, then leads the people of God for 40 years through the desert. Jesus comes to Lazarus' tomb. He's died after two days, and Mary comes to him, and she says, what? If only you'd been here sooner. If only you'd been here sooner. And the psalmist David in Psalm 13 writes, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? The reality is that the stories of Scripture and the stories of God transforming people, that so often the cry coming out from the man or the woman in the circumstance of transformation is how long, how long, how long, how long? And if you find yourself today in a circumstance, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's a journey of addiction, maybe it's a, a journey of reconciliation with your kids, maybe it's a job, and if you find yourself crying out, how long, how long, how long, how long, you are in the work of the word of God where perseverance is doing its work within you. It says about perseverance, it says that let perseverance do its work within you that you may be what? That you may be mature. See, the, the, we see him in scripture, right? Three times where God, the imagery is God getting his hands dirty. In Genesis, it says that he formed man from the dust of the earth. He gets his hands dirty in the creation of something new. We see him when Moses died, it says God buried him. That a moment of death, a moment of surrender, a moment of this isn't working anymore, God gets his hands dirty and helps you to bury the thing that needed to die. And we see it in the New Testament when the woman caught in adultery is dragged before him and they say, Jesus, pick up a stone and stone her. And instead he gets his hands dirty in the dirt. And those who accused her walk away. He brought forgiveness, he brought redemption by getting his hands dirty. And so no matter how messy or challenging your circumstances are today, there is an invitation to say, let perseverance finish its work within me because my journey, the journey of faith, the journey of following Jesus is not a guaranteed journey of prosperity. It's a journey of maturity that allows us to engage the circumstances we find ourselves in. So the invitation in this story is to consider what are you being matured for? 
What is life? What are your circumstances doing within you? We spend, if you're anything like me, I spend so much of my energy thinking about the work that I do in life when this invitation is to consider the work that life is doing within me. The work that struggle is doing within me. The, the work that conflict is doing within me, the work of pain and disappointment and grief and anguish, all of that has the ability to do its work within me and transform me from the inside out. And so this, this message is about saying, how long, how long, how long, but I will hold on until he says, move. Owen McManus says that the great reality is not that we fail, it's that we quit too soon. We jump out of our circumstances, we jump, jump out of our struggle before God has finished transforming us from the inside out. And so I want to encourage us today that if you find yourself in a place of perseverance and endurance, that it has the power, it has the invitation to transform you from the inside out, to mature you from the inside out, to create in you that embodied will experience that Dallas Willard writes about that is the obedience of following Christ. Let's stand together. <laughs>